Welcome to Friday Vibes. No scripts, just chat. We talk all things food and beverage and so much more. Feel our vibe and search for Friday Vibes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to give us a five-star review. Now your hosts, me, Alex Bear with Genius Juice and Wade Yeti. All right, all right. Welcome to episode 40 of Friday Vibes. I am your non-hatted co-host. First time in a while I haven't worn a hat. Uh, it's getting a little hot, I guess, a little bit here. Uh, so Alex Bear, CEO, co-founder of Genius Juice. And over here is a guy that does not need to wear a hat because he's showing off his beautiful, bald, shiny, nice skin head. That is Wade Yenny. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. It's good to be back after a week off. Like uh, I had a paid vacation last week uh, from the show, courtesy of Friday Vibes, right? I think uh, the check's in the mail. It's, uh, I think it got lost and uh, it may be resent. It may not. Not sure yet. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> We're doing good. I'm rocking the uh, fall colors and sweater here. We've got seasonably uh, warm and cold. To, it, the high today is 66. The low today was 33 currently 63. So it's got that cool in the morning, warm in the afternoon. It just kind of picks up throughout the day. It's nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a swing. It's like the swing in California goes from 68 to 72. Right. I was going to say it's like a two degree window, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, just to uh, get some laundry list items out of the way, we are now, I think at 68 or 69 reviews on Apple podcasts. Make sure to give us five stars. You go on Apple podcast, go into Friday vibes, you search Friday vibes, Wade's probably going to, Oh, he got his cup. Are you reaching for your phone and got the tie day cup going on? Uh, for those that can't see Wade is drinking and uh, give us five stars, you know, get us to a hundred. We're already number one in New Zealand. Let's make it number one in North America. That's it. We can't, we can't let New Zealand beat us here. So yeah. So I'm trying to, I, I, I was reaching for the phone there for a second um so if you if you search for us right you'll come to this screen and you'll yep. see us up there and if you scroll down uh and we do look like our pictures i just want to note that go, yeah it'll go to the episode web page oh well that's new i didn't see that before um but uh why didn't that uh let me do the normal thing that it does oh we have an episode website i i wasn't aware of that did you know that uh, no, this is, it's I'm like, finding out new things by the minute. I gonna, about yeah, I was going to say, no, yeah. if you go to on Apple Podcasts, you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's where the five stars are. Boom. Yep. There it is. Uh, and to your point, we're at 68. We're at 68. So 68. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. We just need a, we just need a few more to, uh, to get to a hundred, oh. right? I know. Like once you like, you know, it's kind of like, like 68, uh, that'd be an amazing golf, golf score, right? Yeah, uh, four under seventy-two. But for a rating, it's okay. Yeah, let's get it to a hundred. You know, once we get to like eighty, wait. I see. Like once we get to eighty, it's going to be just kind of a uh, a landslide uh, to a hundred. It'll be much easier to get to a hundred. So yeah, I think so. So please give us reviews. Uh, we will send you an email saying thank you from myself and copying Wade on it. I mean, that's a big honor. So that's usually the way it works. That's usually, and, and I think the other laundry list is is um as we and we'll probably have to do this a couple times because we have people that jump in and out throughout the show but we do have an opportunity for some sponsors 
Um, we have some openings over the next next. I won't say the next next week, but we over the next few weeks throughout the oh, duration, no. the balance of the year. Um, what what does it cost for someone to sponsor? Alex, remind me how much how much do they have to write a check for? Zero. 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 So if you're a brand and you want to get plugged on the show, if you notice Alex is wearing his Blackbird shirt, um, I don't have, I haven't got a shirt recently, so I'm, I'm rocking. Gavin has still not sent you a shirt. Are you shitting? Don't even get me started on Gavin. But, um, but (laughs) you know, if, if you, you, you want to, you want to plug your product, uh, we'll plug it on the show. You'll be represented throughout. All we ask is that you provide a, a gift for the winner of the prize, roughly $50 is what we're looking for, at least $50 value. Um, typically it's product. Sometimes it's product and swag. Sometimes it's swag, any combination, whatever to get your name out there and, and into the universe. And that's what we're looking for. So we have some openings through the duration of the year. And if you're interested, you want to email FridayVibes100 at gmail.com. That's FridayVibes100 at gmail.com. Tell us you're interested in sponsoring and uh, let's go. Uh, Gavin, it's too late. G- Gavin, he he is wearing a shirt. I don't have a shirt. Yeah. It's like so, it only works. It only works if both of us are wearing it. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And uh, speaking of Blackbird, uh, they are sending us the wings. I haven't tried the wings yet that they debuted at Expo East. I've heard great things. I've heard yep. great things, honestly. Yeah. I, I was really excited for their launch um, of that product line at Expo East, but I was not excited getting a picture of Gavin and Denim from Expo East. Gavin uh, and Denim, that's like uh, <laughs> black and white. I mean, it's... It, it, I, oil and water. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 But Parker was in the picture. So that was the saving grace. So nice. Um, but good stuff. Good stuff. And we got, you know, just speaking of sponsors, we have some amazing sponsors coming up that are on deck. I, I'm using the baseball analogies because we're knee deep in the playoffs right now. Um, one of my good friends from New York is watching uh, the Yankees last night. So it was really good. Uh, and um, Yankees, that's a dirty word, by the way. They beat they beat the former Indians, the Guardians. I was a little disappointed with that. But uh, it was it was tough because, you know, um, the the fifth game, the deciding game, we we just I say we uh, we just got we first inning. We got killed. Mm. Killed. It was just the game over after the first inning. But uh, heck of a season for the Guardians. But you know, so I'm rooting now for anybody but the Yankees. Got it. Yeah, never said I liked them. Only said that I watched briefly uh, uh, some of the game, and I I have no idea what's going on uh, with the league right now. I just, uh, for obvious reasons, don't have the time to follow. But um, the last time I watched the Yankees was probably Derek Jeter. So that tells you how much I like the Yankees. Um, but uh, sponsors, just some of the sponsors that we have coming up. Brandjectory, that is next week. Then we have Chlorophyll Water, first-time sponsor, Matt Levine. They are the fastest-growing chlorophyll water um, in, the, in the country. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's an honor right there. Absolutely. So, uh, it's uh, chlorophyll is, is really blown up. It's like a TikTok sensation. You probably have seen it on there since Wade, you're addicted to TikTok. Yep. Um, you know, the, I mean, when I look at a clock on the wall, that to me is TikTok. That's how analog I am right now. Um, so we have, yeah, chlorophyll water with Matt Levine, really good guy. And we also have Blackbird. 
they're, they're going to be coming up in mid-November. We have Keto Crisp. And also Adam Bremen is going to be a guest on our show who has an amazing story, a uh, company named Can Do, because he can do and he's proven that. And then we have Brandjectory again and then Brandjectory again. And we are we're rolling. So a couple more sponsors in, in uh, December open and then the year is closed. From That's there. right. So, yeah, Friday Vibes 100 at gmail.com. And. That was a good segue into this week's sponsor, which we'll talk throughout the show, I'm sure. But this week's sponsor is Hoppy Planet Foods. That's hoppyplanetfoods.com. And they do a... Uh, and it's funny, Alex, before the show went on the air, I tried to make sure I was going to pronounce this correctly. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Matt Beck, the CEO, is, is part of the group here. Uh, is in the is in the chat, but I tried to Google and use uh, phonetics to find out how to say this word. But they use ashita protein, or depending on which site you go to, it could be ashita protein, uh, mm -hmm. which is basically a cricket-based protein. Mm -hmm. Who makes mm -hmm. snacks? Uh, they have chocolate chirp cookies. And I like that name. That's right, cool. that's a great name. And peanut butter hop fudge. So we'll talk about them throughout the show, but uh, thanks to uh, Hoppy Planet Foods for sponsoring this yeah. week. Great I, love, stuff. I yeah. love it how they're playing into the brand, you know, the cricket, the cricket protein. And uh, it's interesting, you know, like there was a brand. Do you remember the brand Chirp Chips? Chirp I, Chips? I don't. I don't remember that. It was uh, an Asian woman and there was it was an Asian woman, white woman duo. So minority, I guess you, I call it women owned, not minority owned, but women owned. And so they uh, went on Shark Tank and they came out with cricket protein based chips. And then they got a deal, at least on the air with, I, I believe, Mark Cuban. And they uh, they aired about four years ago or five years ago. I haven't seen it in a lot of stores, but um, cricket is interesting. You know, it's like what I learned about it is it's the most sustainable way to get protein. So it takes, I think, one tenth the amount of water to get the cricket protein versus normal plant-based proteins like almond or cashew or whatever it is. <clears throat> so it's an interesting, more sustainable way to get it. I guess I'm curious people's thoughts on cricket protein. Do people have cricket protein? It's kind of coming, it's been there and it's kind of growing because of plant-based and alternative proteins, but can, critic, can cricket protein get to mass scale? It's a big question. Well, if if Hoppy Planet Foods has anything to do with it, they will. Yeah. So, I mean, I think after the show with our with the sponsorship, they could go mass. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and I see we've got a yeah. Gavin has a question for us on uh, I, you know, this broke. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I don't know. Did did we not talk about this or um, was it a topic of conversation last week when I wasn't here? Yeah, so we uh, last week um, uh, we did talk about it uh, briefly. Um, so, but with my other co-host here, Cartograph, so um, Chris Mo. But um, when we when we had our our show together, which was the week before last Friday, mm -hmm. the news just broke the day before. What we're hearing is that, at least my the latest that I've heard is that the merger, at least it's been accepted, but now it has to go through the SEC right? To make sure that it's actually uh, approved in the market. And I think there are, what Chris was saying, a cartograph from last week is that because of antitrust 
laws becoming more intense. They're like really trying to prevent uh, two big monster companies to, to merge together to have too much power. There could be an antitrust issue with this merger. So has the merger actually, it has not been approved yet. The terms of it and the companies have agreed. We know that much, right? Right. And so, I, I mean, when I originally heard the news, that was the first thing that came to mind for me in, in the space that I'm in and have been in was the antitrust piece and thinking about how many stores potentially they would have to uh, unload to make it work, right? Because those companies compete against each other in so many different regions of the country. Oh, and, and, and that's yeah. my mind, the way my mind works. I'm, I'm just thinking, wow, how many stores are we talking about? And the antitrust piece comes up, but if that comes to fruition where they have to unload a pile of stores, what opportunities potentially exist for other retailers in those areas that maybe, you know, there might be some opportunities uh, to, to go up against them, right? I mean, um, if, if you've got a, a Kroger and an Albertsons, whatever one of their banners are in a market and one of them goes away, potentially just, you know, for com conversationally, there's, there's some great leverage there that, uh, another local regional, what have you retailer could, could capitalize on. So I think there's certainly some concerns from, uh, from regional players, as far as that goes. I mean, anytime somebody, you know, companies that size merge, there's, there's obviously going to be some synergies and there's going to be things that uh, you have to be concerned with. But, um, I, I like to look at it from a positive standpoint that there are some opportunities there, you know, certainly they're going to take the cream of the crop and, and you know, they're going to, they're going to put themselves up to, to succeed. But I think there are some windfall, you know, some, some, some windfall there for, for other retailers. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, I, I'm more thinking about what, what's going on behind you. That's what I was thinking about for 10 seconds. What's going on behind you? I see, I see someone behind you or some, I see someone moving behind you. Really? Corner. Was that just my? Was that a ghost? Are we? Are we? There might be a ghost there. thing here. Francesca's over there. Do you see Francesca's I, over there? I literally saw. I heard noise, and I saw someone in the in the corner there. But um, yeah. anyway, um, yeah. I, 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 it is Halloween season, Alex. People are appearing and yes. disappearing. Oh, there's Renee. That's Renee right there. It's Renee. Okay, I was like wondering. I'm like, is that? Yes, that's it's Renee. Far away, so I couldn't tell. Um, she always so, has to, it's like, where's Waldo? Let's find Renee. Every episode she has to creep in and, you know, make herself known. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I mean, there's like, I can only speak off experience in the local market here in Southern California about, remember this, it was about seven years ago, um, Hagen's decided to um, expand into Southern California. So, um, Albertsons, this is if you everyone follow me here, because we got really sharp, witty people on, you know, tuning in here that Albertsons bought Safeway about seven or eight years ago. Once that happened, that exact thing happened that you're talking about, where they dumped a bunch of stores, they dumped a bunch of Albertsons and they were just vacant. Hagen's, which is a company in Washington, expanded down to Southern California and said, you know what, we're going to pick up all these empty stores. So they picked up like 150 stores. I'm, I don't know if you remember all this news. It was yeah. a while ago. 
and and uh, I remember we we sold Genius into Hagen's uh, down here, and so we went we went into like five or ten test stores, and then within four or five months, it was out of business. It was crazy. Like they did all the stores, they did all the grand openings, they expanded really quickly. I mean, the stores seemed like Albertson stores, except the logo was replaced with Hagen's. Like there was nothing real different or special about it. It was like you're going to an Albertsons. So they all closed down and guess who took over a lot of those stores? Smart and Final. So Smart and Final came in and took over. So it's like, it kind of has a ripple effect. So what I think is going to happen is, you know, the banner stores is a different story. I think there's a lot of loyalty to banner stores. And Chris and I talked about that last week where in Southern California, we're going to get to all the comments here. I know there's a lot. Southern California, you have Vons, like as far as conventional, you have Vons and you have Ralph's. Ralph's. Ralph's is Kroger. Vons is Albertson Safeway. I think they can stay because if as long as they're under the same name, unless those stores are struggling, um, these stores are strategically placed to compete with each other, but not be too close to each other. So I think they can both um, coexist because they're under a banner name. Most people are not going to make the connection, right? The average consumer will not know who owns who. And they're just going to continue going to their local Vons or their local Ralphs. And I mean, the same thing happened when Kroger took over Ralphs, you know, Ralphs just continued as is like nothing. But, but from the antitrust standpoint, how I, I feel like it's almost going to be forced down their throat that they're going to have to close, close some of those banners. I, you know, I, 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 I don't disagree with anything you just said, but I feel like that antitrust they're going to, if, if not be forced to do it, they're going to do it to avoid the antitrust piece to, to save face. Right. So that, right. Oh yeah, we're going to close this, 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 and more than likely it's not going to be in the best markets. It's going to be in, you know, they're going to, they're going to work it out to be advantageous to themselves. It's just, you know, making it work for them and, you know, to, to make the whole merger thing go through. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, the entire thing kind of fold out and what happens and is it approved or not? And um, it's just such, but you know, it, it's a sign to me, Wade, that the economy, there's early signs of economic struggle. Um, two big boys merging, usually that's because volume is slow in certain stores or they're having financial difficulties or I, again, I'm not an expert on their financials. I don't look them up or anything, but it seems to me that usually when you're, struggling you merge with someone else well and and more than likely I, I i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but more than likely when you talk about companies that's that magnitude to your point merging more than likely you're talking about some uh what's the word i want i'm going to try and put it put it nicely um there are going to be some synergies uh so more than likely you're going to see a loss of jobs as a whole right if there's two thousand people there two thousand people there Yep. Put them together, you're not going to have four thousand, right? They're gonna, they're going to some, and more than likely, it's going to come from corporate. You know, there, there's going to be some synergies, whether it's IT, whether it's accounting, what have you. Um, yep. Something's yep. going to happen there, so for sure. Which is uh, all about saving money, right? The bottom line, and you know, these are publicly traded companies, right? So, right, they're loyal to uh, profits. Um, they got, they got to have a great store and great products. We get all that. Um, but they do have to be as profitable as possible, right? They're running a business. Um, let's uh, go through some of the comments. There are 
a, a ton here. So I'm um, going back to about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Sean Berg, sweater weather. That's referring who, to. Who, by the way, I, I met Sean in person last oh. week in Orlando. Sean was at our food show. Oh, cool. um, yeah. Yeah. When I was in Orlando last week, I posted a picture of Sean, myself and one of my category managers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So it was cool to see Sean in person. Um, he has a nice haircut and we go to the same barber. So yeah, good stuff. Sean's good people. Nice. It's the, uh, the barber where all they use is a Bic. That's all they use. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so Stacy August, great fall colors going to that. LinkedIn user, you got to look up on the actual event page who that is, but someone gave us five stars on Google and also on Spotify. I think that's uh, Richard, Podcast. Richard Moniz, I think. I thank think. you, Richard, if that is you. And if it's not you, Richard, thank you to whoever you are. Uh, uh, Gavin Conkle, again, that you know, Gavin asked really good questions because that last question took us about 10, 15 minutes to unpack. But both pizza and wings and shirts coming our way. Thank you, Gavin. You are uh, first time we're saying this on the show. You are the man. Don't don't give him too much. Be careful. Be careful. His ego a little too much. We need Gavin's ego to fit in the chat. Yeah, yeah. He's going to start using caps now that I said that. Yeah. Um, Gavin is in the full Canadian tuxedo. That's that's hilarious. The Canadian tuxedo is denim. That's hilarious. I never heard that, but it makes so much sense. Uh, Matt Beck, when I met Gavin, he was all in denim, like a knight in shining armor. And then Gavin says a handsome knight in denim. Great. Uh, but, but, but where else, where else, where else? We have a really long comment, but a good one. This is Ian Yitzke for all the buying power, the Merger crate for Kroger Albertson, the ability for more nimble players, fresh market sprouts, fresh time, sorry, the fresh market. Sprouts, Fresh Time, and conventional channel indies to entice customers with unique items will be amplified. That is that is really true. Where you know when when Amazon bought Whole Foods, Whole Foods took out some, not all, but some more unique items, more local items, and put in more national, you know, conventional items, right, to appeal to, to a a broader a broader class, a broader uh, a group of people. So a lot of the smaller stores like Airwan. Mother's Market, Lazy Acres, they capitalized on that and they stayed with their unique items. And now all those people that were going to Whole Foods and now they can no longer find, you know, vanilla toffee of coconut colt because it's only at Lazy Acres. They go to Lazy Acres, you know. So it's it's really interesting. It does present some opportunities there. The other opportunity, which someone said in here, um, I'm trying to find it, is also here it is. Martin Stoops could be an opportunity for Kroger and Amazon to expand their online program as well. So Amazon Fresh could very well take over some of these buildings as well. Um, there's already two Amazon buildings opening and, you know, in Torrance, literally a mile and a half from me, two different ones at the same time. Are those the, uh, are those the ones you can go in and shop without uh, the, the pay as you go, throw in your cart, whatever thing? Yeah, no? I think, I, I'm not sure. I, I, they're not open yet. Um, but it's, I think you're saying like you literally just put in your card and then it scans it and yep. it charges your account. It's I like forget, I forget what they call it, but yeah, yeah. Like transactionless yeah. shopping or whatever it is. Right. Um, so what else here? Um, royal uh, retailer loyalty, pretty critical. That's Gavin talking about the merger. 
Schaumburg were pretty much exempt to the merger in the Southeast because Publix runs the Southeast, don't they? Yeah. So um, Chicago market, Mariano's Jewel is a prime example. That's that's customer loyalty. Still on the merger, David Delcor with Gronaz, Mac, Walmart is still far bigger and grosser than the combined Roger, Kroger and Albertson's company. <clears throat> and uh, now we have Gavin and Caps. How do we get a bigger chat? It's tight in here. It's funny. I answered him. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, what else? You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, I had on on 15 Minutes of Genius. I don't mean to to bring on competitors on here. Gavin, but we had um, we had the guy from um, Daring. They do like all the chicken stuff. And so what I'm realizing is that more and more companies are doing chicken and not beef. Like they're not doing beef replacements. Like, and so I asked, um, and I, I feel so bad, his name is escaping me right now. Just it's been a long, long, long week. But um, uh, he, uh, the, the owner and founder of Daring was saying, the reason that they went into chicken and why Blackbird is going into chicken, right? Chicken wings is because of nostalgia. It's because of the childhood nostalgia. So think about this, right? Chicken McNuggets, chicken tenders, you know, fried chicken, like all these different types of chicken. And I'm a, I'm a vegetarian or vegan, but like that to me brings back more childhood. It's more approachable when, when you're looking at meat, a lot of people are trying to cut meat or cut red meat and things like that. So I see like, that's why these companies like Blackbird and Daring are really doubling down on chicken. And then you look at um, retail, like, you know, uh, I call it quick serve restaurants, QSRs. Yep. Look at, you know, do you have Raising Cane's? In, uh, uh, well, those, they were huge in Louisiana. Honestly, I don't know that I've seen any here. That doesn't mean we don't have them. It just means I haven't seen them. Um, Chick-fil-A is huge here, but yeah. Um, Raising Cane, I, I could be wrong. I feel like they were founded in Louisiana. Yeah, they sound like a very Southern yeah. name. And pretty sure, pretty menu. sure they were. Yeah. But I'm very, very familiar. People freak out about the cane sauce. Um, I'm yeah. not a big fan of, of the crinkle fries. I don't like crinkle fries for whatever reason. It's uh, They're not as good. Personal thing. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, if you ever send weight items, make sure they're not crinkled. No crinkle cut fries. No crinkle cut fries. <laughs> yes. So, but like, yeah, so like Chick-fil-A, just their growth, insane growth uh, and expansion. They used to be just a mall kind of, you know, restaurant. Now they're everywhere. And then Raising Cane's is a line around the corner every time that I pass by it in Torrance. So it seems to me like, you know, and, and Gavin, you can comment, doubling down on chicken, going into chicken replacement. Maybe that's a, uh, a bigger market. So, yeah, and it's... um. It's really interesting that I, I'm excited to see see the wings. I heard so many good things about them from Expo, um, from Blackbird, right? And uh, I was I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, the whole. Uh, there's been so much press, whether you talk about Beyond, whether you're talking about a possible uh, negative, right? With and and I feel like to your point, a lot of that has been directed towards the beef or, or dark meat replacements. So, yeah. um, I, I, th to be honest with you, that's the first time I've heard the nostalgia spin on it. I've never heard reasoning or, uh, motivation behind that direction, but that's, that's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, a lot of kids like don't have, <clears throat> you know, red meat, 
um, unless they're having like a burger or something, they typically don't have steak or, you know, uh, all these other things. And, you know, unless you're at a barbecue or something like that, a family barbecue. But I just remember going to Burger King, you know, I wasn't a vegetarian as a kid. I had chicken tenders. I had fried chicken from KFC. Um, you know, I had a uh, chicken McNuggets, which is like their best selling item at McDonald's. Um, yeah. And there was something I read, this is going to, I can't remember what it was, but I remember that some plant-based meat is rolling out big time at a restaurant or something. Did you, did you read about this on LinkedIn or am I tripping out? I don't know that I read about it. I, it it's interesting you bring that up because I, I, we've talked about this before. R Renee is a vegetarian. <laughs> Um, and so a lot of times when we're going someplace, I'm going to look at the menu to see what options there are. And obviously in, in California, Southern California specifically, there's a multitude of options. You're always going to see a tofu or a, a plant-based alternative on the menu here. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, there's, there's some of it there. It's not necessarily, uh, prevalent everywhere, uh, but I feel like that's coming over here. And the, and the one thing that I was going to bring up too is, so we've talked about beef, we've talked about chicken. What about the seafood? And, and, you know, mm -hmm. I know that's, that's starting to bubble up a little yep, bit and sure. um, the, the brand and she's not on here, at least if she is, she's not commenting in the chat, but um, what is the name of the brand that I'm thinking of? It is a plant-based seafood company that has, I've read, I haven't had it, obviously, that they're doing like, I, I've read good reviews about their scallops and some of their other items. So it's, I, I don't know if you've tried Alex or if you've seen it out there. It, I'm not seeing it here yet, but I, I've, I've seen some good press with regards to that product. Yeah, I think there's a, again, I could screw this up, but there's a, a brand called Catch, I believe, and Catch. Mm -hmm. And again, People call me out if I'm totally wrong about this. Um, a good catch, and Patrick, good good catch on me not saying the company correctly. It's good catch, I think. And they do seafood, plant-based seafood. And that seems like the logical next step to go into, except, you know, like one thing I learned, you know, at becoming a vegetarian is that what gives the flavor to me, not all of it, but a lot of it are the spices, right? Like the spices and the sauces and what you put on top or the breading or the panko. And you can like simulate chicken pretty easily. Meat is a little harder with the right spices and the right texture. Uh, seafood, I don't know how you can simulate that, you know, from the sea, you know, salt water, like the smell, the taste. Um, that's, that's really hard. Um, now I want to, mentioned a milestone that I went through a really, a really interesting milestone. So as you know, I'm a vegetarian <clears throat> and I was at a dinner with some investors, uh, which kind of put the pressure on and also with my business partner. I don't like seafood. Um, I don't like the smell of it. I don't like when people cook it. I just never liked it. And I found out when you cook seafood, right? It denatures. That's why you get that kind of fishy smell. But when it's raw, it doesn't really smell fishy, right? Like that's something I figured out, which I don't know why it took me so freaking long to figure this out, that seafood is actually more palatable to people like me when it's raw. So I had, um, and this is because I'm a vegetarian. What are they called that where you, we slurp it from the shell? Are those like mussels or clams? Oysters. 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 
So I had an oyster for the first time in my life last week. So, so does that you make know? you, does that make you a pescatarian? I mean, if I have it once, does that totally violate my vegetarianism? No. Do I denounce my vegetarianism? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. But oysters, oysters are a, a way of life in the, in the Southeast and, and especially the Gulf Coast, right? When you, like, when you look at my time in Louisiana, the, um, the char-grilled oysters there, you put a little garlic butter. Uh, Drago's is a famous restaurant down there. They sell the butter sauce, butter garlic yep. sauce. You throw those on the grill. Oh, it's off the charts. Fa fabulous. But you're talking something different when you're talking about the slurping thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and like what was really interesting is they put like a citrus on top. I mean, this was a, a pretty nice restaurant, you know, in Hermosa Beach. And, you know, you look at it, you're like, that's a shell that came from the sea. There's all these mental, it's like a mental warfare. You're like, dude, that's raw. It's from a shell. Is it going to be slimy? Is it going to be a weird texture? And they just said, try it. They goaded me like, try it, try it, try it. I'm like, fine, I'll try one. But I may need to cancel all my meetings tomorrow, if you know what I mean. So I <laughs> slurped it and the citrus on it and a little slice of onion. It just was just right, like a pinch of salt. And I'm like, dude, this tasted pretty good. And then um, have you ever had uni, raw uni? I've not. So one of our investors owns an uni restaurant, actually. And he invited me there. And again, it's usually like if I'm ever going to have something out of my comfort zone, it's sitting down with like an investor. Like, come on, try this, you know. Right. And so uh, I don't want to let him down. Right. So um, so he, he, he served me uni and the uni, um, which is kind of this porcupine shell thing. And they live on the bottom of the ocean. Uh, you know, it's very high end. And, he's, you know, normally these plates are like forty dollars for a single uni. And I got it for free, you know, which is good. And the uni was moving on the plate. Like not, not like moving, like crawling, but like the little porcupine things were moving. So it was so fresh. Like he sourced it that morning. But then the bigger surprise was I tried it and I actually liked it. I'm like, this doesn't taste like fish. It just tastes like, like raw sushi or something like that. So um, it's interesting, like plant-based seafood, that 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 to me might be uh, a bridge too far to actually hone it in versus something like chicken. And Gavin does have a comment here. Um, yeah, and they're, they're saying, by the way, good catch. It was acquired by Wicked Kitchen in early September. So that's why I'm thinking about good catch. So Gavin Conkle says, this is a good conversation from your perspective on plant-based. What do you like from a brand? Taste profile, ingredients, do you want beef? Tastes like beef, could look like beef. I will say this. Um, it does need to simulate meat, right? Both in taste, like, you know, texture. Texture is the most important thing. It's got to have that texture like beef or like chicken or whatever it is. And that's why your pizzas are so good, Gavin, because they, they the crust, it's like a real, it's like a real pizza they had as a kid. Right. But the most important thing beyond the texture are the ingredients, like it has to be clean, simple ingredients that you can pronounce, not all this weird shit in it. And that's where Blackbird really um, excels. And that's where I think Beyond Meat does not. It's not clean. Right. So remind me, are you having a lot of plant-based meats or only when people send it to you? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I will try it. If someone sends it to me, I'm not going to aggressively seek it out. 
just because I am not vegetarian. Um, I, I respect it. Uh, for me, more often than not, it's a texture thing. Uh, when, when you talk about tofu, uh, I have enjoyed both Beyond and Impossible. Um, Hempway Foods, a uh, friend of the show, sponsor of the show. I like their product. Uh, actual veggies, I like their product. But those aren't meat alternatives. Those are different products. Hempway and, and actual veggies specifically. Those are more... Um, Hempway, obviously, it's hemp. Hemp is a primary ingredient, and actual veggies is literally vegetables. So those appeal to me more so than um, some of those other things. Uh, beyond impossible. I mean, like I said, it's not who I am. I'm, I'm still eating meat. So if I go to a restaurant that has that, more often than not, I'm still going to get a burger or a turkey burger or a chicken burger or something of that nature. But uh, I respect a lot of what's going on. I, I think for me more, like I said, more often than not, it boils down to texture. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if that, if I bite into it and, or um, if I'm, if I'm cutting into it, if that texture is off, it's going to be a turnoff for me. That's, that's me though. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm in, I'm not your ideal plant-based customer, right? I'm, I'm still living, living my own, uh, Carnivorous life. You know? Yeah, carnivorous life. I, yes. I love well yes. put, well said. And uh, well, to change the subject, because um, God knows plant-based alternative meats have gotten too much attention, mostly because of Gavin on our podcast. Um, Mark Samuel, my man, Iwan, Ooh. just announced they're coming out with popcorn. They're coming out with popcorn. Um, he also had 50,000 followers, which is insane. Um, all from... You know, it's not like he went outside and paid people to follow him, you know, like all organic over time. Mark did a post every day for a year and look what it got him. Just that, you know, and what I love about Mark, you know, for those that don't know, Mark Samuels, the founder of I Want Organics, they do puffs. Um, they do. Pro it's all protein. There's protein in it. They do puffs. They do sticks. And then now they're coming out with popcorn is he is so consistent. Like every day it's like. And we had him on our show, like routine, like exercise for two hours at, you know, this time have a protein shake at this time, sit down at your desk and work at this time, take a break at this time, do your meetings at this time, pick up the kids. He is so freaking consistent and it's showing, it's showing in his success in his growth. And what's interesting is, um, you know, Mark put it this way and I, you know, it's, this is a bigger topic that people can kind of, um, you know, chip in on is brands that are kind of in that 5, 10, 15 million zone coming out with a new product to revolutionize the company, right? And I think that's where he's going with this. It's like popcorn is very commercial, commercial, if that's even a word. And people love popcorn. People are looking for better alternatives, cleaner popcorn. And that's really what his goal is with this. So I think, we, I know we've talked about this, but like, brands that are at this mark this level and now they want to go above that level and expand the company and reinvent the company and doing a new product line and so you know we're doing a new product line we're doing shots mark's doing popcorn i think this is becoming more commonplace where brands are looking to reinvent themselves but to ask you wade when you see a you know this is going to be a totally vague state vague question which makes it even harder to answer 
But when, when you when you see a brand that's known for something and they come out with something that's similar, but a totally different formula, totally different product line, what do you think are the chances of a, pro, a brand being able to succeed with that product line? Is it easier because they have the brand recognition or is it harder because it's a different product line? Like, what do you think? I think a lot of it has to do with if the brand's being true to themselves and who they are. And so if you've established your name in a category and you're sticking to who you are, Mark is a perfect example, right? So organic, plant-based, snacks, et cetera. So he's not really deviating from what his core base is, right? He's just expanding on what he's already built over the last, how many, five, 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So I I feel, you know, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke up Mark, um, but he's going to succeed because he's he's sticking to his core values. He's actually improving on his core values because correct me if I'm wrong, He's switching to all help me out coconut oil. Is that what he's switching to? There's he's he's making some kind of change to his product overall, his portfolio across the board, so that he's getting rid of something and switching his entire line yeah, to. I from, feel like it's I feel like it's coconut oil. Yeah, away from sunflower oil or yeah, whatever. something, something. But but my point is is that his core of who he is is plant based, uh, organic. And it just fits into what he's doing. And so I, I feel like it's a, it's a no-brainer that he's going to succeed. I, I feel like the challenge is when you as a company completely go off into left field off of who you are. You know, if, if you're, uh, I, I don't know, I'm just going to throw it out. If you're organic and you try and get into conventional snacks or if, you, if you're, uh, I, I, again, I don't know. Whatever it is, if if you completely deviate from who you what you've established yourself to be and who you are as a brand, then it's to me it's almost you, you talk about Kroger and Albertsons and and all those banners underneath them, right? You might as well create a sub brand or some different name and not use. Okay, if if you're going to deviate from what you've established as Genius Juice, don't use genius. Don't don't use that in your branding, right? I mean, come up with a new name. Could be called uh, dumb. Yeah, dumbass juice. D- dumb juice or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, but but honestly, I mean, if if you aren't staying true to who you are and what you build on, then then the branding piece comes into it. And and I think uh, I I don't know. I feel like if you're an established brand and and you have um, distribution and all those things. I feel like you're going to have a better chance of success simply because you're going to have those connections. You're going to have, you know, the ends for buyers and, and distribution and all those things. So it's not going to be as hard of a road for you to, to go as, as opposed to someone who isn't established. So I don't know. That's my take. I see comments coming in over here on the side, but, but I, it's not a guaranteed home run by any means. I mean, for every, I can't tell you how many times uh, back in the day I sat down and talked to a General Mills or a Kraft or or one of those big companies that introduced something mm-hmm. that more than likely got distribution based on who they are, mm-hmm. but it still ended up failing because it it was you know we're talking about a smaller smaller channel that we're talking about natural specialty what have you organic. You talk about those big companies; they've got lots of dollars 
that they can spend to have failures and smaller companies. It's more important that you even you, you dial in and hit the sweet spot on who you are and what your brand is. Yeah. Really well said, Wade. I think the margin, yeah, the margin of error for small brands is, um, is tiny. You know, when I say small brands, I'm talking 10 million and under, um, you know, some 5 million and under where, you know, the amount of money that it takes to forget, just make the product just to, to formulate it, everything before, right. R and D formulation, packaging design, coming up with the right ingredients, the right ideas, um, the right flavors, you know, doing consumer market research, what should I be releasing into the market? All this takes a tremendous amount of resources and time and money. And you also have to remember it's the opportunity cost. You know, when you're spending time on a new line, you're taking away your time from an existing line that you could grow that line from, you know, 4 million to 6 million or 4 million to 5 million versus working on a new line. That's no guarantee, right? You have to start from scratch. So it's kind of like, where do you want to spend your resources and time? And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of these companies are, you're right. Like these bigger companies, they fail more than they succeed with new product lines. But one, one note I'll make, the bigger you are, the harder it is. It's kind of inverse, right? I think you know what I'm going to say. The bigger you are, the harder it is to come out with new lines because people are so freaking loyal to your current line. It's like, you know, it's like Chips Ahoy. I remember um, when I was young, they released soft, chewy Chips Ahoy and it failed. You know, I think it was around for a while, but it failed because everyone just fell in love for 40 years uh, with Chips Ahoy and the way the crunchiness of it and all that stuff. So, but to, in the parlance of our times, that was a big Lebowski reference. In the parlance of our times, um, you, you know, big Lebowski. I mean, you watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, I actually have his jacket from the movie in my closet over here. It's pretty, pretty badass. The tribal one. Nice. So that, that's a winter sweater right there. Um, but in, in our times and our set, the genius juice set, Koya does amazing, right? They have their protein line. They have their keto line, but they have, they, they had a thrive line that had like adaptogens in it. They had a coffee line. Um, they had a multi-serve line. Um, and then they had one other one, they had another fruit line and then they have their smoothie line, which is doing good, but some of the flavors just got discontinued. So like even a brand like that, that's basically like number one in the set, um, they release new lines and everyone's going to be like, okay, I see the new fruit line here, but I'm buying the vanilla cocoa bean one because that's what I buy every week. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's like when you do more skews, it doesn't mean more business. That's right. right. And inch wide, mile deep, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I forget where I read, but um, there's a you know brands like Harmless Harvest, right? One skew, you know, or Coca Cola, right? One skew, they released it. Um, they had you know Coca Cola had the same one skew for seventy years before coming out with Diet Coke. So, you know. well, but even to this day, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously things have changed with diets and whatnot, but, yeah. but I, I feel like if you take those, now we're going to say two SKUs, right? Diet and, and classic. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see what percentage of the business 
their portfolio, those two SKUs are because, you know, there's all these spinoffs with caffeine free and zero and all these other things. Oh, it's way less now. Yeah. yeah. Th those two though are still, I mean, my goodness, I, I, I would guess 60 to 70 is my guess. I don't know if I'm right, but that's my guess. Yeah. You know, because because they, they have a lot of packaging formats, right. For those right. two SKUs they have. But, but yeah. to that point though, they, as big as they are and the, the volume that those two SKUs do or those two, I don't know, you call them brands, whatever that they do, they can afford to throw out a caffeine free zero and all this other stuff because those two are always going to generate the volume that they need to trial and error and find the next one because it's established. Right. And, and those two are no matter what are always going to succeed and generate profitability for the company. Exactly. I think the smartest, the smartest companies are those that they take the winner and they do one thing different with it. That's different enough to get people um, to buy it versus the original one, but also different enough to get people into the category, like to get people in. And if, if that makes, if that makes sense. So like Coke, you know, back in college, I remember this clearly. My friend did not like Coke. He just never drank Coke. He didn't like the taste of Coke, the caramel kind of taste. But when Cherry Coke came out, he was obsessed because he loves cherry. He loves fruit. So they pulled him into the category. And then once you're in the category, you're like, oh, wait, there's Cherry Coke. What else do they have here? Oh, they have Coke Zero, they have, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think like you're right. Like these brands are sticking to their roots, but they're also getting creative because they can. And they have the brand recognition. I mean, Vive, you know, Vive is, I think, a great example too. Immunity Boost, right? Immunity Boost. Like they had their original Immunity Boost for two years or three years. And then it came out with Immunity Boost to Cayenne, Immunity Boost with zinc and vitamin C. And like they just kind of rode, rode that wave. And now they have like five different Immunity Boosts. So um, Harmless Harvest just did that with their water, right? They came out with Pink Lady Apple coconut water and all this stuff. So yeah. I mean, even with us, we're always considering like, you know, the original is our top flavor, right? It's over 50% of our sales uh, doing more with the original, maybe different versions of the original. Right. So like you said, it's kind of double, it's better to double down than, than try to uh, try to level up. I guess that could be a quote, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to some comments here. Um, this is a lot. Okay. Hold on here. Uh, Alex shouldn't make a cracker if his main thing is smoothies. That is right. That's going back to, you know, I think with genius, um, unless it's maybe a powder format or something like something that can be mixed and drink better for a D to C and all that. I think genius shouldn't always be uh, a beverage, you know, um, at least in our current stage, you know, right. if we're a hundred million, then we can start getting, getting kind of crazy. But, uh, but if you look at it, harmless harvest went to yogurt. You know, yogurt's a nice little transition from from water. Um, and then uh, Gavin says buyers won't like that and would be like, yo, that doesn't make sense. I was referring to something earlier. Julie Elder, agree 100% weight. If you're a grain-based cereal company, it's easier to pivot to cookies or crackers or breakfast bars, Kashi, Kashi Nature's Path. The other thing, way that I notice is that there's brands where in their existing supply chain, they take ingredients they're already using and make it into something else. Um, 
Forger did that. And do you remember what Forger did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's the same example I'd give you um, for my restaurant days, right? So if I'm if I'm an Italian restaurant and I'm doing pizza and spaghetti and blah, 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 right? I'm going to look at those ingredients I have. If I can expand my menu with the ingredients that I have and make a, a pizza sub or you know, a, a salad of some kind and use the existing ingredients, yep. it makes, ex, it, it makes sense to expand. But if I'm, if I'm an Italian restaurant and you want me to throw tuna or geez, I don't know, uh, chorizo or something like that, you know, expand on, on what you're good at and what you know, and, and volume, right. You can buy, in volume on the ingredients that you have mm-hmm. versus going completely over in the left field and, and trying to recreate the wheel into something you're not good at. And, and I think restaurants, you know, yeah, I'm going to go down a, a, a rabbit hole here, but if, if you look at restaurants that have a menu that's the size of this and you, you know, the best advice I'll ever give a restaurant is, is to do one thing and do it very, very well. You know, five guys, what do you think of when you think of five guys? I've never been there about burgers and fries. Boom, done. That's it. That's ex- that's the answer. And you're a vegetarian. So, I mean, but you know that because that's what they excel at. And so no one's going to Five Guys for, you know, fish tacos. or yet you write or tacos, right? I mean, it's just burgers and fries. That's what they do. And so if you as a brand can and can hone in on that and say, oh, genius juice, coconut smoothies, you know, that that's it. I mean, you can expand but don't go into, I, I don't know, uh, clam smoothies, right? Or whatever, right? You get the point. It's, oyster, oyster yes, smoothies. Oyster smoothies. You, you get the point. It's just just don't branch out too far from who you are and, and what you built your brand on. Exactly right. And, you know, um, the genius of, you know, let's call it like Forager, right? Is that they, like your, your restaurant example, is that Forager took all the... Um, the waste, I would call it waste, or just the pulp from after they pressed all of their veggies, right? When they used to do juices, they don't do juices anymore, but back when they did. And they used all that pulp and made chips out of it. You know, I mean, that's freaking brilliant. Um, you know, and then harmless, they extract coconuts all day, the water and the meat from the coconut. They made it into coconut yogurt, right? They took the meat, they milled it down, they fermented it, put some probiotics in there and, you know, boom. And by the way, speaking of um, coconut yogurts, because um, I, 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 I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew I, it. I, I, I knew can't it. go on episode. I've been texting nonstop with Ari. I knew it. I knew it. You know, I just have to. Well, the stuff we love, a little preview, you know, is that their coconut cult, which is the best fucking coconut yogurt ever, ever. And a little bit on the pricier side, but it's worth it. I guarantee you feel it. You don't need to take the whole jar, even though I do, you can have a spoonful and you'll be good for your probiotics, but it's delicious. They're doing flavor drops now, like every other week. So they did the pina colada. And then after that, they did like a cookie dough monster or something. I can't remember what it was, but they did one after the pina colada. The pina colada was out of this world, like fresh pineapple and and coconut yogurt. But the latest one, ready, get ready for your mind to be blown. Coconut yogurt with hue chocolate mixed in. 
Yeah. Mixed in. I mean, that's like two of the best, right? A there. whole a whole bar in every jar. That, <laughs> exactly. that, I don't know if they've used that. I don't know if they've used that, but they should. They should. They should. Yeah. Because I, I saw a picture, like I haven't got I Ari's gonna send me and I think you as well. I hope um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll get on Ari for that, and make sure he does. Um, is that I saw a picture of it on her social of a spoon with the yogurt and a literal square on the spoon. Yeah. covered in yogurt so i'm like dude that's whole that's a whole bar well you know and and i ari we're trying to we're trying to encourage to be on the show at some point but but yeah. ari as a human is just just forget about it he's he's another level but yeah. um during my time in san diego I was fortunate enough to meet I, I can count probably on one maybe two hands how many people i met in person and ari is one of them and i remember vividly uh, having the conversation with Ari uh, with regards to him leaving uh, Once Upon a Farm and going to uh, the Coconut Cult. And uh, I mean, the Coconut Cult, what they're doing is just another another level stuff, right? They're just doing marketing, um, taste, pro everything they're doing. And, and there's a reason uh, people pay those prices for their product, right? I mean, it's there is, there really is. Yeah. And uh, not only paying, but literally blowing the shelf off. Subs subscribing. I mean, subscribing and yes, you yes. name it. And, and like, uh, you know, what's really fascinating is, um, you know, I, I went to Whole Foods Torrance yesterday. Coconut Colt completely sold out, gone, like nothing there. I call Ari, you know, and that's funny. He was like setting up for the Naturally San Diego event when I called him. And I'll leave some details out that are more confidential. But the main thing is I said, Ari, I'm looking at an empty shelf right now, man. What's going on? He's like, dude, it's been fucking crazy. Like since we did the flavor drops, we got influencers posting about it. We're sending out flavor drops to all these influencers. We cannot stay in stock in the stores. So he's, he told me that they're sending a ton more to all their distributors now to like kind of catch up, right? With, you know, like, when, when, when there's a wave of demand, you're going to be completely sold out for like a week or two. There's nothing you can do about it. You couldn't predict it. But then what you do is you send so much more to your distributors. And within a couple of weeks, it catches up right to itself. Right. Um, that's how that's how out of stocks work with like a big demand. And so um, they just did the right social media, um, the right flavor drops, the right buzz, the influencers innovation and now it's popping i mean they're pushing people to the stores to buy it and that that shows you that leadership is so important like the yeah. team is great the coconut well great. you know did you have any doubt when ari raz joined the company that that's what was going to happen i mean let's call no it what doubt. it is i mean you knew he was going to take take them to the moon right and, yeah. and he's, he, ari's chiming in here if you didn't see it i tagged him he's chiming in that's, ins that's insane. So Ari says velocity is up 100% week over week over the last four weeks. And that's literally, it's not like the product was on sale at Whole Foods or wherever else. This is literally organic people seeing it on their phones, wanting a flavor drop, ordering it online and saying, I got to go to the store and get this. I mean, that is impressive. That's impressive. And yeah, um, so I, I'm really missing my chocolate mousse one i am like salivating for it so i'm actually going to drive to and it's probably going to still be sold out dude 
but I'm going to drive to the slowest Whole Foods in our in our region. And I'm hoping that it's still there, like somehow, but it's probably sold out. <laughs> it's probably sold out. So uh, Ari, um, you can comment on this. Any preview of new flavor drops? Or are you doing any, are you doing like a uh, eggnog or something for Christmas? Or ooh, I like it. I like it. But all more importantly, Ari, when you be when are you going to be on the show? That's another very important question. Yes. So uh, let's get them on before the end of the year. That's for sure. All right. Definitely. Definitely. Let's go to stuff we love. Even though I, we've already talked about stuff we love, uh, but here we go. Stuff we love. Um, Wade, you can. You're you're up, Alex. I I don't. The only thing I have this week, and I haven't even tried them yet. I've got a box. You you don't want to see that. Um, I'm lacking on samples, Alex. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm lacking on samples. I haven't tried a lot of stuff over the last week. I've been uh, <clears throat> at our show last week in Orlando. I did more presenting than I did getting to sample and try things. So I'm hoping with the engaged group that we have here that we've remedied that real quick so that I can participate next week because Alex is going to show me up. I know he's prepared. I'm not. So... Let's do this. Uh, I think today I'm actually underprepared because I only have one and I already showed it is the new milk chocolate few bars. They're really good. Um, they're starting to hit Whole Foods. And of course, you have the collaboration with Hugh and with Coconut Colt. Got to say Coconut Colt again. But uh, you can see that uh, this one is mirrored off their dark chocolate without dairy in it. But the dairy they use um is organic grass-fed milk i mean that's pretty damn good and i was i wanted to show a whole bar but as you can see i had no patience and i i went through it already so that's hue with milk chocolate really good have you have you had it yet i've not had that one yet i, I love the brand uh i you said what the chocolate is milk chocolate yeah it's actual they they it's just like the regular hue bar except they add grass-fed milk to it. Awesome. Yeah, so it kind of gives that more creaminess and it's really good. So that, that that's all I have for today. And um, that is stuff. Is there anything you want to mention you've recently tried? I'll pop wow. it um, I'm trying to think. I've been munching on those dark pretzels. I know we did those a while ago, the unique the unique dark pretzels. Yeah, um, I remember those. And, I'm, and I just, I'm almost finished with my I have a little bit left my pina colada uh coconut cult that's almost gone uh dima from guru hooked me up with some more energy uh the his tropical latest flavor. yeah that's uh, tropical yes yes so i had i've been on that um trying to think what else those those that's what i've been hitting lately um that's all that comes to mind cool all right yeah. that is definitely good enough so that is stuff we love here on Episode 40, I'm going to read a few more comments, and then we will go to our Friday freebies uh, with our sponsor, which is Hoppy Planet. But here is a few comments. Here are. Here is a few comments. Here are a few comments. Uh, I'm going back up to after Ari's comment. Uh, Martin Stoop said, uh, Bilal uh, said that, I think. Um, That's Iwan. Iwan is moving yep. away from. And I looked at his website, it's Sunflower Oil. So he's going away from that. And that's a great move, Mark. Uh, coconut oil just bakes better. It tastes better. has a nice kind of creaminess, that kind of, I don't know how to describe it. 
on your lips and tongue. It's really good. Um, what else here? Uh, David Delcourt says, Bilal, the wings are bomb. Let's see. Jeannie Gregory. Yes, we keep selling out of their product too. Big demand. We stock it back right away. Um, I'm, I'm losing a connection here. Jeannie, where did where Ginny, is she? Ginny, Ginny. And what, where, Ginny, where she? Ginny was with Azure. Ginny, you have to chime in where you're at now because I, Azure, um, we bought bulk product from her in California. I'm not sure what she's up to now. Maybe she's doing something different, but she'll have to tell us. Yeah. And Ari chimed in saying, uh, Jeannie, right? Jeannie, we are trying. Jenny, 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 Jenny. I like gin rummy. Gin, yes. Gin. So we are trying to keep up. What else? Uh, Alex, we have set, we have seven cases of chocolate, chocolate mousse in stock now. See, there you All go. Right. I'm going to order that since I can't leave the house next week. You know, she's so, with, she's with Azure. She just said. There Azure. Is that online or is that a store? She's going to have to tell us. Yeah. Tell us and we'll promote you. Ari said, LOL, I can't say anything. That's funny. I feel like uh, Azure Ginny could be a sponsor of the podcast. I'm just saying. Friday vibes 100 at gmail.com. There you there go, go, Jenny. You could be a sponsor of the show. In December when people love to eat even more. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Let's see a couple more. Uh, yep. Azure. There it is. Yep. And way to saying it correctly. Sorry about that. Ginny. Jane. All right. So let's go to uh, this week's Friday freebie. Friday freebies. Okay. All right. Are we doing this? We are doing it. You're All right. right. So we talked about the brand earlier in the show. And I think the CEO, Matt Beck, has been on throughout the chat a little bit here and there, but it's Hoppy Planet. Okay. And um, I'm going to read, before I read the giveaway, I'm going to read uh, a little bit about them. It's Hoppy Planet Foods, all one word, Hoppy Planet Foods, plural.com. And so they are, uh, they make delicious, more nutritious, and sustainable versions of everyday snacks using Achetta protein which is a cricket-based protein used similarly to whey or pea, but with a better nutritional profile and lower environmental footprint. And so that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with the sustainability with almonds and, and all that goes involved to, to produce those products, the almond milks and whatnot, right? So that means their products have more protein, less sugar, natural prebiotics, and a smaller impact than what is typically on shelves today. So their mini bites line is a new launch designed for parents and kids as the only better for you, all natural version of Enemans little bites on the market. So everyone knows Enemans little bites, those little muffins with little cookies, uh, conventional channel. We sold piles of them. This is a better for you, all natural version of, of that product. So, um, what their Hoppy Planet Foods is giving away is a four-month. Alex, you're financial, you're, you're, you're a business owner. Four-month, that's like, uh, that's more than a quarter. That's like a quarter and a third, right? That's a quarter and a third, and that's, uh, that's 120 days, unless it's leap year, then it's 121. Yeah, so it's a four-month supply of snacks. They're going to give you 16 bags or boxes, depending on what you get, 
of their cookies and mini muffin bites. And so that's roughly a hundred dollars, give or take a little bit more. So uh, they'll hook you up for, that'll take you uh, goodness uh, at this point, that'll take you almost into February next year. So pretty significant giveaway with Matt Beck and Hoppy Planet Foods, um, hoppyplanetfoods.com. Alex, I hope you have a question because I've been busy. Uh, I've been busy plugging. So what you got? Yep. Question is, uh, I was, we were mentioning a category in the beginning of the show. Um, and there was a product that I mentioned at, uh, there was a product I met. I got to make it more specific. There was a product I mentioned that was on Shark Tank. Ooh. What was the name of that product? I kind of remember that. It's a catchy name. Towards the beginning, anyone wants to scroll back and try to find it. Um, it was a category we we're talking about, kind of an avant-garde category that is growing. And it's a product that was on Shark Tank. And they got a deal. What was that product? What's the name of that product? Nice. For four nice. months of Hoppy Planet. Hoppy Planet. So um, while we're waiting for that, what do you have going on this weekend? Well, I mean, we're on we're on baby watch. I was just going to say, yeah, the clock is ticking. Do we have names name picked out? Uh, not publicly, but we not publicly, but it's picked out. It's picked out. It's picked out. It, it is not baby genius. Just want to dispel. Uh, the, it's not dude wipes. That totally just said dude wipes. So uh, it's not going to be baby genius. Uh, he will have a name that will be very traditional in our family, and that's all I can say about that. And uh, yeah, this is just getting ready. It's the a getting ready. Hundred percent. The hundred percent official uh, due date is when. Uh, so the due date is going to be next week, late October. No set date. Okay. Uh, but late October, late next week. That's what we know, and it's literally changing. Like it kind of pushed it back or moved it forward. Gotcha. So, uh, but we're all excited. So there's there's a chance we might miss next week, depending on what happens, right? There's a there's an enormous chance that we're yes. going to miss next week, and I I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, uh, very very likely, I would say, unless things get pushed back, but even then, I'll be on call, uh, no show. Next you might week. have to run during the middle of a show. Yeah, yeah might have to run. Yeah, well, yeah. run. Yeah, you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, now, now the question is: Do you want to host it by yourself? I could, I could make that happen. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I could do. It. You did it last week without me. If I had to do it, I think I could do it. And you can bring on Ari. I could bring on Ari. Ari, you're listening. I'll, I'll tag him. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The, the, the primary thing here is, is for you and your wife and baby bear to, uh, to get here healthy, safe. Uh, the show. As important as it is, it's on the back burner, right? Yeah, there's not even a burner for it uh, as of next week. Um, but it will be back on the stovetop, I'm sure, uh, very, very soon. But we're yeah. waiting for uh, we're waiting for someone to guess. We might have to come. Do we have to come up with another question? I think I think so because apparently mine was too hard, even though I thought it was. You know, I mentioned it a couple times. Hmm. Um, Ari, Ari, we might have him on next week. Yeah, oh, Gavin. Ari. Ari and Gavin. See, we've got we've got the, the uh, <laughs> Gavin's like I can host. <laughs> yeah. Only if you wear your denim jacket, Gavin. 
All right. So uh, Ari or Gavin or maybe both. Who knows? Yes. You guys, you guys go crazy. You know, yes. I, I, you know, I, I give you the keys to the kingdom on StreamYard. You're running the dangerous. show. That's so dangerous. It's it's dangerously fun. You know. Yeah. Uh, what is okay? There was another. There was another plant based. Uh, uh, thank you, Bilal. There was another plant based chicken brand that I mentioned that I interviewed. That's a I know this one. The same category as Blackbird. What is the name of that brand? Boom. This was going to go fast because we know this one. Yeah. I mentioned it. They're big. They do chicken. I did. Brand. By the way, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug. I did listen slash watch your episode with Kokata and Adam. And uh, I'm going to butcher her name, Brianna, right? Yeah, Brianna Atkinson. Yeah, yep. Yes, I, mean, I was going to say I was going to butcher her name, um, and 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 Jared wasn't on the show, but but great people, great product, um, so exciting, so exciting to see them uh, succeeding out there. So, oh look at that, here it goes. That there's the answer. So Gavin, who is a competitor to Daring, will be. He's, will, you sent him the sample. Is he going? Oh, well, no, no, never mind. Daring competes with Blackbird, but Hoppy Planet Foods does not. Does not. So does yeah, not. so he's going to get Hoppy Planet and yes. he'll be all good. He gets his crickets and he gets his margarita pizzas all in one dinner. There you exactly. go. I like it. I like all right. it. So that is, uh, I think that's going to, we're going to call it. Uh, before I do, what are you doing this weekend? And I got to go. Uh, I'm hanging out. Uh, my buddy Bob is here. He's He, uh, unlike Renee, has been off camera the entire episode. <laughs> Renee has creeped in underneath. If you see Francesca glowing back up. in the background. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Renee always has to try and make a cameo because she's always trying to steal a spotlight. Bob is just chilling, waiting for us to sh the show to end. And uh, so we, we will, uh, we're just going to hang out, check out uh, some things down here in Greensboro. And Oh, Gavin says to give it to the next one. So we're giving it to Julie, Julie email Friday vibes, 100 at gmail.com you're going to get hoppy planet congratulations four months that is uh that is next four level. months worth julie you're hooked up for the next quarter and a third you'll be you'll be you'll be eating hoppy planet through 2023 exactly all right so that uh will do it uh for episode 40 of friday vibes no script just chat Make sure to tune in next week. I will very likely not be here. Um, however, uh, Wade will be here. Our sponsor for episode 41 is going to be Brand Jectory. And Wade is going to bring someone on. Someone. Someone. And that's someone, someone from the peanut gallery. Someone from the peanut gallery. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest hits. You know? Yes. So uh, thanks, everyone. Wade, love you, buddy. And love everyone buddy. have a wonderful weekend. Take care.